Mike check. Mike check. This is your pal, George Boutsalis. And this is your other pal, Ricky Liorti. And we're back in the studio with another one. This week, we had our good pal, Andy DeSantis, registered dietitian, king of kale, overall great guy. We got into a little bit of food, some nutrition, some tips on how to stay healthy, and we chatted about good ways to stay fit, especially during the winter months. So, Georgie, tell them who our sponsor was. Shout out to our boy, Steve Leambis. Honestly, Steve, best in the game. Um, guys, we, we've said it before, we'll say it again. Steven Leambis, whether you're buyer, seller, renter, leaser, he got you. He's got you covered. Uh, Steve's a, an expert in this industry, um, all areas around the GTA. He's been in this for a long time. Whether you need to buy, sell, lease, uh, get in touch with Steven. He can look after your needs. He puts his clients' priorities first. He's not in it just for the sale. He's in it to make sure that at the end of the day, you're satisfied with the results. Uh, reach out to him at Homes by Steven um, or www.homesbysteven.ca. And my pal, LFG. Let's go. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Guess Andy, we're live. Let's go. Welcome to the Pals Podcast. Thanks for having me, boys. No, thanks for coming in. And like a great guest, you brought us gifts. Yeah, gifts. And and honestly, like lately, people have been bringing a lot of like food related stuff. So what? You start that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're so, good. Yeah, we're, we're good. live. We're live. Yeah, we we've had a lot of food related <sighs> items, and now we have author, dietitian, nutritionist. So this is uh, this should be a good one. Oh, you better believe it's gonna be. <laughs> so, where did you? I guess obviously you're nutritious, but where'd you get the idea to start writing books? Basically, man, like I, I started blogging five years ago as part of my business. I love writing. I always have, and my my thing was, you know, I'm gonna write a bunch of blogs. I'm gonna let people read them and find me. And basically, that's what happened. One day, I got an email in my inbox, and they said, "Listen, we've been reading your blogs. We think you're a decent writer. We think you can write some books." It was a publisher, obviously, my the publisher who's done all wow. six books with me. Who's the shout out for? Uh, for the publisher, yeah, uh, it's Rock, it's Rockridge Press. It's actually an American, uh, American publisher. So yeah, okay. uh, wow. much respect to those guys that gave me my opportunity to write all these books. So thank they did all thank six. For them. Yeah, we did all six together. Amazing. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. And obviously, they like working with me. I wrote the first one. It was a good time. And then we wrote a couple more, and we got more on the way. So uh, yeah, that's about it. You know, that's really cool. So like. And I, it's, so you started a blog and they just like, they just came across it and they reached out to you. That's just, just how it kind of started. Essentially, I mean, you know, it was like three, four years of, of hard sure. work and, and just grinding and publishing posts and, and, you know, all that good stuff. Like just what you guys are doing, you're putting in the work, people are seeing your stuff, yeah, yeah. you're getting, you know, better, bigger and better guests. I mean, that's how it goes. It was not that much different with my blog. Yeah. I, I love it. Do you find, so I wanted to ask too, is that, I don't know if you know this, is that typically how it happens or... Because like for the nutrition industry, I think like you see foods, uh, books popping up, different types of right. uh, people coming out with stuff all the time. But um, is the process typically like people start with a blog or start with you know social media and they get discovered, or is it just now people are mostly just saying I have an idea, let me write a book right away? Like what's is there a typical path or? Yeah, I mean, I think what happens is like if you are really really big on social, you know, that's one way to get a, to get like a book deal. Because the reality is there are editors. 
you know, so even if you're just a decent writer, if you're kind of inclined to write a book and you have a massive following, obviously the publisher's going to be like, okay, we can make a ton of money off of this person more or less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people self-publish. I don't know too much about that world, but I, I can see myself doing that one day too. I got to look into it though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what was the first book you wrote? First book I ever wrote was a Dash Diet book. And, and the Dash Diet is basically for lowering blood pressure, you know? Okay. And, and so... Blood pressure is like one of the number one reasons why people take medication. So yeah. if you have if you have like friends or family who are fit 40, 50 plus, odds are at least one of them is taking blood pressure medication. I think my dad is. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Can you explain? Yeah. So yeah. DASH thinner. diet. Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry, I mean, good job. No, with the no. DASH diet, that's, it's, is that like a type of diet is something that you came up with? I, I'm not part that, of it. I definitely came it. up with it. Okay. It was, it was uh, invented in the States years ago because basically they found that, you know, blood pressure is a massive problem. Everyone had high blood pressure. People are having too much salt because people are eating more processed goods. Basically, sodium, salt, and food is what raises blood pressure. So they came up with this diet. And what it is, it, it's, it's nothing fancy. It's just like a way of saying, listen, here are the different types of food groups. Don't eat too much sodium on top of that. And so they set a sodium limit okay. on top of like telling you to eat your whole grains, your nuts and seeds. Because basically, what lowers blood pressure is you, take, you eat less sodium, you eat more potassium, more calcium, more magnesium. That's what the DASH diet is. It's not like a, di a true diet where it's like, listen, don't have carbs or don't have this or that. It's just, it just you know. More so like sets parameters on, on specific people yeah. with high blood pressure, like try to stay within these uh, parameters. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like a, think of it as like a food guide, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting though because, correct me if I'm wrong, like now with the, um, like with keto kind of rapidly yeah. growing one of the big things with keto is you don't retain a lot of water they say to add a lot of like add um, Himalayan salt to your waters and add more salt to food wouldn't that kind of contradict it or is there more is there more to it than that like because they're saying like people are saying like the salt isn't as that's what I'm hearing more so like it's right. not as bad but I mean so it depends you know the reality is like if you have some some young person and they're into keto right and they're and they're doing all these things for their health you know, is that person really going to be at risk of having high blood pressure? No. Okay. But it's that 56-year-old who's been living off of processed foods. You know what I mean? Different yeah. generation. You know, last time you guys were speaking about your parents, how hard they had it. You know, I really resonated with that. I know it's the same for me. You know what I mean? So you think my, our gen, their generation was worrying about Himalayan salt and, 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 <laughs> and, and, and you know, they fair, were worrying fair. about cutting out the carbs. All they had was pasta. They didn't have money for anything else. So yeah. it's like, you, it's a different generation. So for that individual, okay, fine. It doesn't matter. But for the people, you know, who are 50, 60 plus, they came from a different generation. Yeah, blood pressure is a real problem and salt is a problem. You know what I mean? For you and I, can we have some salt if we want? Probably it's going to be fine. Yeah. You know? I guess they... they more people today are more aware of what they're putting in their body versus back then. I mean, I think my parents ate healthy. My parents always cook at home and all that stuff, but I guess the diet's a little bit different and people like like our age now we're more health conscious, more aware of what's going in their body. Yeah, I mean, when, when our parents were our age, you know, did they, now they have the luxury, you know, a lifetime of hard work. Uh, kids who pr probably pushed them in that direction, mm -hmm. it's different, right? But back then, they probably didn't uh, eat the way that we now, so we're fortunate from that perspective. Well, they didn't yeah. have the resources either, right? You think True. about it, you didn't have all cookbooks, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have right. recipes, you had whatever your mom or dad taught you how to cook and whatever your neighbors knew how to cook. That's what your you grandparents taught them. Yeah, whatever, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was just recipes yeah. passed from, my mom used to have a little book, actually, shout out Elaine, a little book with recipes and it was like just post-it notes almost. That's like my right. mom, Scribble. yeah. And I'm like, mom, like, why don't you just like frame these or get them properly and type them out one day. She's like, no, right. I'm, I'm good. And now she knows most of them off my heart. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to go ba back a little bit. How'd you get into this? Like, did yeah, you just wake yeah, yeah. up one day? Like, or is, I'm going to be a nutritionist. Like, that's what I want to do. That's my, I love food. I want to get people fit, healthy. 
Yeah, man, my, my, my story is pretty cliche. Like when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I was very unhealthy, you know? And well, I, you're in good shape, man. You're a fit guy. Yeah, I, you know, you, you, you spend enough time in this world, you get to a certain yeah, yeah. place, you know what I mean? But when I was younger, even in my late teens, I didn't eat well, you know? It, it wasn't like, my, my parents are amazing parents. They didn't really emphasize that kind of stuff. But they, I mean, they took good care of me. I can't complain at all. But then I realized like when I started getting into the world of food, my life got better. But it took me such a long time to realize what it meant to eat well. You know, I took four or five years just to figure that out. And I'm like, damn, there's got to be an easier way. And so this is the role I'm trying to fulfill for people right now. Because, you know, now, okay, we're, we're three of us sit. You know, we probably have some pretty solid diets. We eat well, we take care of ourselves. But there are a lot of people who, who have a harder path and, you know, they struggle and they, they don't, maybe they realize, but they don't really act on the fact that food can, you know, food changes lives. It's simple as that. Yeah. And, you know, and I got into this basically based on that belief. Did you go to, I'm assuming you went to some sort of university or college or something for this? Yeah. So where'd you go and is there a program for this or is it just like sciences or? Yeah, basically you have to go to a university that is accredited for like dietetics it's called. Okay. So you would go to, I went to Ryerson and then I went to graduate school at U, to UFT. So you, you oh, go four shit. years and you apply to a graduate program or what they call an internship. So inter, it's, it's basically you, you train for a year unpaid or if you do a master's then you pay for it and then you train yeah. for a year or two <laughs> then you got training yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's that's what it's like it's not super intensive it's not the easiest thing to get into it's not the hardest thing you know what i yeah. mean so is it uh when you after you do it like the under, i guess the when you go to uh to school for university and then you want to go to get your postgrad is it become more specialized then or is the whole kind of dietitian type like uh nutritionist like space is it more like you just learned a little bit of everything how does it can you specialize in one specific yeah. type of uh, nutrition or? You know, it's unique because a lot of, a lot of it is, is kind of like self-directed professional development. So you can, you can go train in any setting, but then you could have a passion or end up in a job in a different setting and you have to learn that setting. You have to master that and that becomes your niche. You know what I mean? So it's not like, even though people do specialize, it's not that cut and dry as if like it's a doctor or like I'm a pediatrician or, you know, I'm a gastro. Although some people do specialize in that. For me, I see people with a bunch of different problems that are all kind of like general, I kind of have like a general practice basically. Okay. So people do specialize, but it's not in the way like you'd think. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, funny story. I took, and just remind me when we were talking about school, I took a food science course at Western. Yeah, at, Western's uh, one of the places. Brescia. Yeah. Brescia College. It's the all girls all girls school. Yeah, all yeah. girls oh, school. Makes yeah. sense. So, <laughs> Yeah, so they yeah. had this food. Sorry, I'm like, oh, I'm, I know how to eat healthy. I know a little bit about food. How hard can this course be? Yeah, big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. I was like, by the end of it, I was it like, I, man, it was tough. Because you, you start getting into like the breakdowns of protein. It's more science than it is anything else. Right. The breakdown of proteins, the breakdown of carbs, breakdown of how everything compounds together and how they get digested and all the different... Wow. I'm sure you can elaborate a little bit more on that, but certain foods obviously go better with other certain types of foods, sure. right? So I, I think I did pretty poor in it, which is unfortunate because it was an elective for me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, whenever yeah, you do bad in an elective, like how you probably I, thought, why did okay, I choose this? food, I'm healthy, I can do this, and all girls school, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in, and <laughs> boom, no, did terrible. It's not all girls school, all girls campus, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's one of those things, like it's the simplest, hardest thing. That's the way, you, that's the way I think. Uh, that's nutrition. a good way, to, yeah. it's a good way, even to think about a diet, it's the simplest, hardest thing you can do. Well, yeah. I guess like that's quit, actually quit smoking what, maybe. Theoretically, it's easy to do. I mean, just don't as smoke. someone who smokes, I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can tell you, dieting is harder than quitting smoking. Like I, I did smoke. Yeah, I don't so, smoke. I can't. Um, do you smoke, Andy? No, I, I don't smoke. Heck um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, 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 I was gonna say I was gonna make a joke, but um, 
No, I, no, I, I, I can say quit, though. That's amazing. One thing yeah, I can yeah. say, like I wasn't actually. I, that's a lie. I did pick up smoking. Anyways, it's you're a big smoker. I've been university. I picked it up, yeah. and then yeah. Anyways, it's a stressful time. But like the happens. thing is too, I would still I did it, which is it's so contradictory because it was smoking is so unhealthy. But then I would still like run. I would still right. like play sports and like try to eat healthy. But to the point of like the easy, you said easiest hardest thing, right? right. Like the interesting thing is like now with you know. I consider myself active, like you're really active. I mean, obviously, like we kind of know about the general principles of like what you can eat, what's good. But one thing I found, like when I was growing up and, you know, you, like you go to Tim Hortons in the morning to pick up a coffee. But right. back in the day, people would say, okay, don't get a donut, get a muffin. It's, a, you know, it's got oh, fruits oh, and all that oh, stuff yeah. in it. But you think about it, like, you know, a croissant isn't yeah. as bad because it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit lighter. But then as you get, like now, you look back and you're like, like eating up, people eat a muffin or a bagel for breakfast. And it's like it's just it's pure carbs, it's pure sugars, it's pure bread, and yeah. I, maybe I, I could be just you know maybe uh, just making a general assumption, but that's what I remember when I was a kid. You think like oh this has got fruits in it, so it's healthy, or like a granola bar is healthy because it's got granola in it. But like you, when you actually really dig deep into it and start to look at what goes into stuff and ingredients, especially when it's like a process yep. thing. It's pretty shocking how it's just like you make an assumption because oh you know low fat or low carb or this. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough, man. I mean, like, yeah, but if, if you know, like, that just speaks to where you're at. If you're, you know, look, there's nothing wrong with having a donut or a muffin. Don't get me wrong, that's totally fine. Oh, you, you, got, you, got, <laughs> you know, we're all living our life here, but you know, you could, if you're negotiating between the two, that speaks a lot about like where you're at at a time, right? If that's the yeah. biggest nutrition negotiation you're making on a day, that's that's interesting to say the least, right? Yeah. So, I love how you said interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but we actually just talked about this on a recent episode. We had a good friend of ours, an entrepreneur, Tony Ayala from Queen Street Bakery. And his bread is sugar-free. And we started talking uh -huh. about how Subway, they recently, they can't call their bread bread anymore because it's too high in sugar. And I remember being at Western and the healthy option, yeah, 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 yeah. the healthy option to eat, right. if you, had a, you needed a quick meal, was a sub. Right. 12 inch chicken teriyaki, you know, 20 grams, tw 20 grams of protein, 600 calories. You're like, oh, that's healthy. Right. And then you think about it. Wait, I never looked at the sugar ever. I never once. I was like, that's bread and carbs. How much sugar can possibly be in it? Yeah. And it's like, it's an insane amount that they have to legally call their bread something else. I don't even know yeah. what they call it now. Yeah. I saw that headline, dude. And that's interesting. You know, like the thing is, this is what I'll say. You know, when you, for me, I actually train at a place called the Canadian Sugar Institute, funny enough, okay? So I went to a place where back then, back in the day, I was like, oh, you know, I, I, sugar's horrible. It's this, it's that, it's the worst thing ever, right? Now I have a much more objective view because I, I, worked, in that, I worked in that place. I also realized like, if, if you take something that's good for you otherwise, right? If it's whole grain bread, if it's yogurt, whatever the case may be, let's say it's oatmeal and something that you would say reasonably, you know what? This is healthy for me. This is good for me. You know, if you add five or six grams of sugar to that, it doesn't make it unhealthy. You know what I mean? That's like my viewpoint now. I saw that Subway article. I haven't read it though. I have to look into that more. That's fa That's interesting though. I'm wondering. I thought it was yeah. crazy. It's bread. It looks like bread. It tastes like bread. It's bread. Yeah. But you can't call it bread anymore. Is that yeah. in the States or here? Do you I know? I think it's in the States. Yeah, that makes more it's sense. It. The States well, is I more- I saw Six uh, Buzz shared the article. I clicked it. It's like one of those like Narcity yeah, websites. Yeah. So again, don't know how legit it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be fake news too, for all I know. Who knows? But You know, it is interesting. Like I, I, I think that I, I, for myself personally, like I think I am a healthy person, but I, right. like, I mean, you can tell by this candy machine behind the camera that I, that yeah. was filled up like a week and a half ago. So like I, I, I have, a, I have <laughs> a sweet tooth for sure. Um, I think half of that's me probably. Every time, yeah, I, like every time I come up. here, I just pour a couple of <laughs> help uh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's in, the one thing for me that I find interesting is like, you know, as you get more aware of what you eat and what you put in your body, um, 
you know, there's so many things that like the branding that gets people, I think, in the grocery aisles. Like you walk down something, you see, you know, low fat. So you go to, you pick it up because you think it's health, low fat is healthy or right. low carb or low sodium or all of this. And I would just, I, I'm wondering this out loud. Like I wonder how many people actually stop for a second and think, okay, like what are my goals in life? What do I want to feel like? How do I want to be? Like should I be eating low fat or is like is full fat better or is low carb better or is this, like you just see the taglines and you see commercials tell you low carb, you know, carbs are bad. So they stop yeah. eating carbs. Yeah. But there's different types of carbs and stuff like that, right? So it's, I just, I guess what I'm getting at is the more I've been gotten like familiar with this through just being more cognizant of what you put in your body, you really have to question what you see in grocery aisles. Is yeah. this really healthy or is it unhealthy? You know, is it okay? Is it passable? Can you can eat it? And uh, I guess the marketing industry has done a great job, or the food industry has done a great job of marketing things to make it seem like they're healthy and revolutionary. I, I when you, to, when you do, and I'm not saying they're not. I just don't yeah, know, I hate to keep going bit, back to bread. But you think about it in the, maybe the 50s or the 60s when white bread came out, Wonder Bread yeah. or whatever. They marketed it as this like clean, good bread. But it's like, in reality, white bread isn't naturally that white. It's like a tanned or a... It's green, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not it's ble- bleached well, white. Bread white. Is bleached, yeah. yeah, so it's like, you think... This isn't that healthy, but it was marketed as the clean, good, healthy, new bread, and everyone just bought yeah. onto it. When in right. reality, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah actually, that's yeah. a good question. What are some of the biggest misconceptions? That's actually that, yeah, that's uh, a really good question. Marketing, Wait, marketing misconceptions. Before we, before we jump on it at one point, the, but I will give a shout out to Wonder Bread because Wonder Bread grilled cheese or Wonder Bread with Nutella, <laughs> fire. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, yeah, that's a good I question. Agree. Let's jump back here. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I've seen it all. First of all, you Once know, I've, I've yeah, seen it all. I mean. I mean, where, a lot of time. where do we get started? I mean, you know, I mean, these days, like, like, like you kind of alluded to, like the trends change, right? 10, 15 years ago, it was low fat. You got to avoid fat. You got to do this and that. But now the concept is like healthy fats, you know, your avocado, Avocados, nuts and seeds, yeah, yeah. olive oil, your fish, right? And then now, obviously, right? You see, I just like, I made a post on this about Instagram today. It's like the keto diet is very popular, right? So low carb, you know what I mean? I had, you know, I have clients who are who are hearing people tell them you gotta you gotta live as if you you're living with diabetes or something and you, you gotta you gotta pretend that you can't have which is this is all like not correct information. Yeah. But that's probably that's one of the biggest things, the idea that, you know, carbohydrates are bad. You you know, even sugar, like, oh I can't have any sugar, you know what I mean? And then and then there's there's stuff about soy. You know what I mean? Soy is massive. Everybody thinks soy guys, they think soy is gonna cause them like, you know, you know, man boobs. That's a very common Gotta thing. Come oh, is there whatever. Really? Do you, yeah, I yeah. I know the term, but I don't know what it like. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, people associate soy with man boobs. Yes, basically, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got okay. Let me ask you. Listen, if you don't like soy, if you like soy, it's all good. But I'm, I'm to the point. I've, t- I've talked to so many clients who don't like it. When I bring it up, I'm already like getting in defensive mode. You know what <laughs> I mean? Soy is like, um, like um, soybeans, tempeh, tofu, soy, tofu. Yeah, soy yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I mean, yeah. I, listen, yeah. I'm, I like, and I know I'm gonna get chirped by Ricky here. I'm yeah. the least picky eater. There's nothing like, yeah, okay, haha, you're just everything. But like, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna just get rid of that joke right away. But honestly, like, yeah. tofu's not my first choice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's like it's whatever. It's protein. It's protein. And it's I don't mind it. It's just yeah. I wouldn't pay extra for it. That's a that's a very good like, point. If it's if I yeah. could sub my, you know, if I'm doing a try and switch up the menu today and it's okay, I could sub my chicken for tofu. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. If it's you know plus two, nah, nah, <laughs> yeah. give me the chicken, <laughs> extra chicken. <laughs> the thing is, guys, like my my thing, like number one thing anyone can do to improve their health, basically besides eat more vegetables, is to think about their protein intake, right? And then and then ask like, what's the variety in your protein intake? Most people, it's chicken and beef. That's the go-to. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. That's cool. All good. I've had a lot of chicken and beef in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the question becomes then, you know, where else are you getting protein from? Do you know where else protein even comes from? Like, oh, like you beans. know, lentils, beans, yeah. tofu, tempeh, nuts and seeds, fish. Like, how's your how's your spread? 
you know, is it all in, is it all over here in beef and chicken? Are you getting more of this stuff? Because good health, besides eating more vegetables, which is going to be always the case, is basically basically comes down to pushing your protein, take a little bit more in this direction. That's the number one thing. If I just pick someone off the street, I can tell them to do one thing besides eat more vegetables because like that's just going to fall like going so, one year so out of the other. Eat more vegetables is the hands down number one. If, yeah, probably. That's that. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Vegetables it gets are you your antioxidants. It gets you like your minerals, your vitamins, exactly. all that kind They're of stuff. They're too potent. They're too potent. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, what's what's your go to vegetable? I love kale, which, man. I was gonna say I for got, you. I got, got socks on me. I got my kale socks on me. Show like, oh, oh, for the camera. You yeah. don't put those up. Yeah. Kale, kale socks. Yeah, that is pretty. Sick. On my Instagram what? page, you see, like kale's my thing, man. Yeah. But I, know, I will say, like, sorry to cut you off. No, like, no, all good. Kale. Everyone's. I think people like make some jokes. Oh, kale's like this big thing now. I actually like it because if you make a kale salad, it doesn't wilt. Like uh, it, it retains its like texture. kale chips too. Yeah, I think kale's kale's great. Actually, kale chips good for you or no? Hundred percent. Like you know, it's a thing. Like it's just Maybe kale. It's the way they're cooked or something. You can make them yourself. You know that, right? Chop it up, throw it in the pan, throw some Lane. salt on it. Yeah. Elaine's gonna make it. I know she for I, sure. Elaine's Lane, gonna hear. She like, okay, we gotta triple our vegetable intake. We gotta spread out yeah. our protein intake. Elaine's PSA, my mom. Yeah, I, know, I figured. I gathered that. <laughs> yeah. PSA: Kale at any at any cost. But no, I mean, look, I love kale just because I like it. I truly like. I eat it every day. You know, it's oh, my yeah. thing. I'm, I'm, I'm weird. I'm weird like that. Like it's more than like it's more than iceberg or more like more than romaine lettuce, but. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at what? For a bag of chopped kale or for a bunch of kale, three bucks. And let's say that's two servings, so 150 a okay, day on kale. Yeah. I think that's you're putting something better in your body. Than you know what? Like, like, I spend you know. way more on coffee. Yeah. You know? Yo, <laughs> shout out to Ruby Soho. Best kale Caesar salad in Toronto. Boom. Shout yeah, out actually, Ian, Archie, the rest of the boys. Yeah, yeah. Love you guys. One thing, to ju- just to jump back, because we kind of segued yeah, off yeah. there. You were saying about the one piece of advice you would give is... Um, so let me fix this. Um, is to spread out again your protein intake and, and diversify it. Diversify that- it. Yeah, spread yeah. it out too, for sure, but diversify it. You know what I mean? Ask yourself the question like this week over a seven-day period, where did I get most of my protein from? If it's, mo- if it's from one place only, you got to reevaluate that. You gotta, and the next week, you try and get it from somewhere else. That's the number one thing you could do. Even yeah. for you two guys here today, that's the number one thing you can do if you want to like, you know, do the best you can for your health, if you want to optimize things. And that's, that's definitely true for yeah. the average person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we're above average. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I, Damn. Uh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> you know, one thing I want to say, and I, I've not said this here before, but I say it all the time, and I give, uh, you know, shout out to my dad. Shout out to Chris. Christos, actually. A lot of shout outs already. Well, this. but my dad, you know, I got to give him credit because he said this as a kid. Like, one thing I will say is my dad was, like, very anti-fast food. So my right. mom was the one that would, like, you know, sneak, like, take us to, like, Burger King or McDonald's occasionally. My dad was very, like, because he's a big cook, like, cooks at home. No, oh, always sick, home cook. Sick very, cook. very, yeah. honestly, like, very grateful. But one thing he always said to us as kids, and, like, even if it was the, like, junk, whatever, he's like, everything you should eat in moderation. He goes, have, a, a, like, sure. a wide variety of things. But, you know, he said this one, I think, when I was like 10 or 12. I was young. And he goes, you know, you're going to see all these fat diets in the 70s and yeah. the 80s, the 90s. It always changes. Every There's a flavor of the day. Yep. And the one example he used, I'll never forget this. Personally, I love eggs. I grew up eating them, whole eggs. Yep. Um, I Like Sunny Side Up was my favorite. And I remember when we were young, they, to your point, they, the, the diet back then was low fat. So the egg yolk, they said, caused cholesterol. Yep. And my dad always said, I never forget this. He goes, don't listen to these idiots. He goes, <laughs> Cole- uh, the whole egg is good for you. He grew yep. up in Greece, had a little farm. Like they would eat eggs straight from the, the chickens. So my whole life, just ate whole eggs. And what do you know? A couple, like maybe five years ago or so, it's the, the good cholesterol comes from the yolk. Like now it's, now it's good for you all of a sudden. Like, I guess the, like what he was getting at was like, if you eat whole foods, things that are natural, come from the, come from the ground, whatever they are, yep. and you eat anything in moderation, 
pretty good way to, to, to live, I guess. I mean, you can correct if I'm wrong, but... Yeah, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop something on you right now. I mean, I, I have client, clients <laughs> I love today. how you say that. Eh? I'm going to drop something <laughs> on you right now. Listen look, up, boy. <laughs> no, this is, this, is, this is key. Listen, I had a client today. He dropped his cholesterol by 50% eating eggs every single day. So, you know- 50%? 50, yeah, yeah, 50%, which is a lot. Like, in the world of cholesterol, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy. lot. You drop it 50%. Like, doctors love that. The doctor was very happy eating eggs daily. So, wow. the, the reality is, it's like- you know, it's what you eat in some, like it's your dietary pattern that dictates your health. It's not like the presence or absence of one thing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And to your point, like variety is important. Variety is the spice of life. You know, like our, so you have like a bunch of- vic- Frank says it all the time. Yeah. yeah. three keys in life. Variety is the spice of life? Yeah, but he says it more in a sexual, <laughs> sexual way. Shout out yeah. to Frank. Yeah. Who's Frank? Shout out to my dad. Yeah, Frank. We never Frank, done that yeah, yeah, yeah. always used to drop some good knowledge. I won't, I won't mention all of them here, but the third one was always uh, varieties of spice of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you the first two off air. Don't worry. That's a good one. No, I mean, like, because different foods have different types of fiber, and you're, you're basically your gut bacteria. You know, these days it's all about the, the probiotics, the gut health, right? So different foods have different type of fiber. Fiber is essentially more or less it's food for your gut bacteria. You, you get enough variety, you feed the different types of bacteria, your gut back, your gut microbiome, like you said, beautiful. It's gonna be better, better for it. You know what I mean? It's still better to have one like favorite food in certain food groups than nothing at all. But if you can get variety, all the better. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I just want to ask one thing. You said something not. It's about the variety, but it's about the pattern. The dietary said? pattern. That's the word. What, I can use. you explain that? What do you mean by dietary pattern? Well, the diet, dietary pattern means like looking at the different types of foods you eat over like a seven, fourteen, twenty-one day period. So okay. not about what happens in one day. What happens over seven days, fourteen days, two months, three months? You know what I mean? Across. Like across the key food groups. For me, there's five key food groups. All right. So I'll tell you what I'll tell yeah. you what they are. And this is how I kind of evaluate. Drop this knowledge on us. Yeah, I wasn't I didn't want to I wasn't gonna say it again. Maybe maybe in fifteen minutes once they wash that. That's gonna you know? be our yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. gonna circle back. I mean that's gonna be my new thing I have to trademark it. <laughs> drop, <laughs> drop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hitters are the five Yeah, so the five vegetables, fruit, nuts and seeds, legumes, and fish. I consider those to be the five most important food groups. Now, don't get it confused. Sorry, saying again. Yeah. So, vegetables, vegetables yep. fruits, nuts, nuts, and seeds, legumes, and fish. fish. Yep. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Why? Now, why? Oh, you're going to tell us. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> good question, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, people who live the longest eat these five foods more often than people who don't. That's what it comes down to. Makes sense. Okay. Now, eat those primarily because you like, there's no, obviously, you say meat. So, like, Look, look, there's tons of other foods you're going to eat in your life. No problem. All good, right? You know, you're going to have your, you're probably, you're going to, if you're eating a, like a normal balanced diet, you're going to have grains. You're going to have meat most likely. You know what I mean? Not that many people are vegans or vegetarians or pescatarians. That's fine, right? But I'm saying, are you getting those five or not? Okay. It's not like what makes you healthy is not what you don't eat. It's like what you, it's what you eat. You know what I mean? So if, if someone comes and tells you, you know what? I don't have Coke or brownies. Cool. I don't know anything about you. But if you tell me every day I have almonds, I have lentils, I have broccoli, I have an apple, I have salmon, I know so much about you. I feel great about what you're doing. You know what I mean? But most people are like, most people get caught up, unfortunately. This causes people a lot of issues. Like, you know, in terms of their relationship with food, they get caught up in like what they're, what not to eat or what they're not eating or what they're avoiding. But that doesn't tell me that much about you. You know what I mean? So. I like the way you described that. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's. No, I was just going to say that's. Well, my question I was going to ask before is kind of more about your practice and, and what people can expect. But sticking on this yeah, point, because yeah. this Let's is stick interesting. Stick on this a bit because yeah. I like this. Yo. So you think the main thing is the variety and the, the different. 
patterns that people have rather than avoiding certain things. So it's better for them to have a a dispersed um, diet of, you know, these five key ingredients or these five key groups instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to avoid red meat. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I would feel, uh, yeah, 100%, because like how much more does it tell you? You know what I mean? Because someone, yeah, could, if someone could, comes up to you and says, well, my diet's okay. I don't eat fast food. Right. It's like, that doesn't really tell you much. Yeah, 100%. It might tell you much. what you naughty, but if someone says, okay, yeah, I eat primarily X, Y, and Z, and I mm-hmm. you know, have some of these, I sprinkle a little bit of this. Yeah, I cheat every you know, five meals or whatever. At least you know. Right. It also speaks to where they're at mentally in terms of how they think about food. If, if the first thing someone tells you is what they don't eat, you know, I mean, it's kind of a shame because, you know, how are they approaching food? You know, and it's probably a lifetime of, of being interacted with food, seeing advertising, seeing what diets their friends are doing that leads them to think that way. And it's unfortunate on some level, right? Yeah. It's not as like, it's as much about what you eat in terms as it is about what you, how you think about what you eat. It, you know what I I'm mean? I'm just thinking about this now because I I used to train for fitness competitions and triathlons and whatever. <laughs> Mr. Greek, Mr. Mr. Chin, Chin, no, no big deal. deal. No big deal. <laughs> so I've, I've always gone, I know how to get in good shape or at least I used to apparently. Yeah. yeah. Won't say that and um, so people are always ask, how do you do it? And I would always right. say the things I don't eat. And right. I say, I, I cut out pop, I cut out carbs after lunch. That's I, true. I, do you do, yeah. I cut out processed, like shitty processed go, yeah. meat. I never say, oh, this is what I do. You know, I, I try and eat breakfast every morning. I try and eat lunch. I try and eat the same times every day. Mm. I try and have a high protein, high vegetables. Right. I usually start with the things I don't eat. Yeah. I never thought about that until right now. Maybe you're never going to do that again, just, That's funny you said no, that. No, that's, <laughs> exactly, uh, that's what I'm going to focus on. Because uh, for as long as I've known you, like every time I see you eat, like, and you've never been one to measure your food or that. Not no, really, yeah, but like no. you eat very healthy, always big salad. I try guy. to, yeah. But that's funny because I actually like, maybe I miss, I think I'm remembering correctly. Whenever I ask you like, or you talk about you eat or someone asks you about your competition, yeah. you're always like, yeah, I cut this. Cut that. Or like, you know, I, I don't cut it. And, and like when I was training, you, I remember you asked me, Mr. Chin, you're <coughs> like, uh, I was eating broccoli and, or no, you said chicken and like asparagus and I cut out all of these things. But you always focus on what you cut, cut out. out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. That's that's a big problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? For you, Thanks. For you personally. I'm the problem. <laughs> uh, I was gonna I was gonna say for you personally, like in the ultimately it probably is not a problem. But generally speaking, for, yeah. for many people out there, for people that I see, it, it is problematic. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, instead of thinking about going to the grocery store and thinking, Oh, I can't eat this, I can't eat that, I can't eat that, they should be walking down the road. I'm allowed to eat this or I can have this, I can have a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, and if you have a food that you love that makes you happy, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a damn Everything shame. Everything in moderation, right? So, yeah, it's a damn shame if you're not letting yourself have it. And like, what's the effect of that going to be on your quality of life and stuff like that? You know, food is supposed to improve your quality of life. Like how you interact with food it should increase your quality of life across the board. Health-wise, longevity-wise, but also mm-hmm. mentally. You know what I mean? I'm not just, I don't just mean like mentally as in, oh, this food helps your mental health. I mean that you, you know, you feel good about the choices you're making. You understand that certain foods, you know, offer you this benefit, but other foods can make you happy in a different way. You know what I mean? And yeah. there, it's a fine line and yeah, it's a, it's an important topic. Well, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Even when you're, when you're, when I was training, sorry, when I was uh, training for my triathlon or these fitness competitions and when I'd have my cheat meals, I'd enjoy them so much. Right. Now, if I have a cheat meal, cause I, I'm in yeah. probably the worst shape, one of the worst shapes of my life right now currently. I, when I eat a burrito and I feel crappy after, I'm like, crap. Not only did I know that was going to make me feel crappy, I'm not even, I didn't even really enjoy it. I ate it for purpose rather than for enjoyment. Yeah. Right. Whereas if you're dieting properly and you get those six donuts and you get to just shove them down your throat, you're like, like put them down your gullet. You're just like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for when you really want something. Like when you really yeah. want it you have it and you enjoy it for what it is and then you move on with well, yeah and if you like trained hard all week and you were 
perfect with your diet and you you enjoyed it when you go to mandarin on that sunday night you're like oh i'm gonna destroy this buffet. the last time you went to mandarin like a year ago yeah well, i think we i haven't been gone. to the mandarin since i was like a teenager uh, you know it's crazy when i was young i used to love going like eating, <laughs> for birthdays like, so i think a picture with your we went, um after we with the guys once after like baseball or something we went the one yeah, up in like i still love mandarin anyways i uh yeah, i remember once gross, recently it was tough it. yeah i went by myself once for lunch Really? So yeah. by yourself. We, 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 we did this. We did this job out in the Oshawa airport, and on um on the, I guess the entrance near the highway to get back on, there's a Mandarin out in Oshawa. Oh, really? So driving by, this lunch special was 19.99 or 18.99. I was like, okay, how can I not? And I was starving. It was yeah, like 2 yeah. p.m. High and eight. So I I literally walk in. I was like, one time's the lunch special done. Like three, two thirty. I'm like done. Sat down, had like four plates going <laughs> by myself in like my construction gear, just ready to rock and roll. Respect. Oh man, <laughs> I feel like I all you can eat that sushi. meal. <laughs> I feel like all you can eat sushi is the new Mandarin. Oh, yeah, that's actually that's I mean, a fair point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, that's because you get everything at all you can eat sushi too. It's not just sushi, right? You get the yeah. shrimp tempura rolls or the shrimp tempura. Sorry, one um one thing that you talk a lot, you made some points there about how it made you feel mentally. You said something earlier on yeah. um, that it took you like five years or so to get into this yeah. and change, and you started to notice how it made you feel physically and mentally. Right? Do you find there's a certain type of diet, a certain way of eating that that you thought, that you f- find makes you more like clear mentally versus one that like bogs you down? So like obviously eating fast food all the time is gonna make you feel maybe mentally unclear. Right. Is there something specific for your clients that you tell them, you know, eat this way and it makes you feel better and, and drop yeah. the knowledge. <laughs> drop it. I'm You're waiting for that. I'm drop as, it soon now. You, as soon as this question started extending, I'm like, all right, all right. Let's yeah, go, let's yeah, go. yeah. I wasn't gonna drop it, but since you asked, yeah, <laughs> okay. I, was, I was gonna just change the subject. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no, but the thing is, the thing is, man, like every the thing is, everyone's different. So you know how I, I like I did drop you on you guys the five key food groups, right? Yeah. I that's a starting point. You know what I mean? But guess what? What if someone's vegan? Fish is out. So what are we going to do there? You know what I mean? What if someone what are is we allergic to nuts? Oh, if you want. Okay. So basically, let's talk about fish for a second. Fuck yeah. So, ah, so here, here's, here's going to be some stats, some knowledge being dropped, whatever. So in Canada, what happens is this, okay? Half the year, the sun's quite weak. So we, don't, we can't make vitamin D from it, okay? So guess what has vitamin D? One of the only foods that has a ton of vitamin D is fish. And guess really? what the other one is? It's eggs, right? Really? Yeah. How does eggs? Sorry, that's interesting because I did a physical last year, and they told me the one thing that I'm deficient in is vitamin D. You eat fish, which is normal, but I actually eat a lot of fish, and I eat a lot of eggs. Like right. I wasn't like deficient, but they said you you could use a little bit more vitamin D. So I actually take like a little. So wait, like so a, how do eggs ahead, have it so but yeah. not chicken? It's in the yolk. So I mean, hell yeah, Crystal, so we eat the yolk, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't know that. In terms of how that is, you know what? I don't know. Yes, yeah, gotta be a real scientist. Far- that's for, that that's for a farmer, maybe. <laughs> maybe next time you get a farmer on here. Yeah, but, we'll, get a, we'll get an egg yeah. farmer on. We should get an egg farmer on here. Sponsored <laughs> by the eggs, the eggs should, terror. You need to be sponsored by by the <laughs> yeah, egg yeah, farmers yeah, of Canada. Yeah, right? We should be sponsored by eggs. This egg farmer episode, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. Sponsorship's coming. No, no, yeah, so so the yeah. fish, fish and eggs that are fish is by far though the highest source of, of uh, vitamin D. And so you ask like part of the question is like why does fish make it onto the list of the five key food groups? Right, fish is so unique. It has a lot of vitamin D, and the other one it has, which I'm sure you guys have heard about, is omega threes. Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. Okay, there's no food that has either one of those in such high supply as fish, and there's no other food that has them both together in such high supply. So eggs, if you get an omega-3 egg, let's say from the grocery store, you get an omega-3 egg, they fed the chicken flaxseed, so there's a bit of omega-3 in the yolk, there's some vitamin D. Is that how they do it? They feed the chicken flaxseeds? They, they feed the chicken flaxseeds, yeah. Is that simple? Um, as far as I know, 
Wow. You know, that's right. another yeah. question for a farmer. For an egg farmer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Egg Farmers Association <laughs> yeah. of Canada coming right at you. Look, I'm going to fact check this after. I hope <laughs> no, no, don't worry. I, we, we got our boys that are going to fact check yeah, this. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. Vishal, are you listening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I've, I've read that on the package. They feed them flaxseed, oh, right? Yeah. So that's also why they're more expensive because okay. flaxseed is going to be more expensive than the usual stuff they, they feed chickens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fish has both of those things, right? Now in Canada, like I was saying earlier, many Canadians don't get enough vitamin D. This is why you're going to see vitamin D supplements push all the time. This is why they're top sellers. You know, this is how people get fall short in vitamin D. So what kind of fish do you eat most often? How often is often for you? Just, just to, if you open For me, it, uh, share. Yeah. Like salmon or tuna probably right. is probably the most common. Yeah, hal yeah or halibut too. Yeah, yeah. halibut probably yeah, for yeah. me. And I have fish probably, I have shrimp actually too. I probably fish at least once a week. Okay. Yeah, I'd say once, twice a week yeah. I probably have it. Twice a good week, once a simple week. Yeah, so, yeah, so I mean... I could see at, at once a week how you could be knocking off vitamin D, right? And I would. What do you think is a good amount? Uh, Three times. It also depends on the amount you have, right? Because someone could have a little no, piece. I, I'm, I'm like if I eat a piece yeah. of halibut, it's probably like that. Like salmon, the same thing. Tuna, if I ever have tuna, it's probably like at a restaurant or picking it up somewhere, and yeah. it's either tuna or if I make a salad, you're like a can of tuna or like. You know, like when they kind of saute, whatever they do, and it's like a right. little small couple pieces, right? Yeah, like so, seared or whatever. exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. not. I'm probably not eating enough fish person i would say minimum twice a week quite honestly yeah minimum twice a week right. uh and you Scribble know down, salmon yeah so if you're having it once have it twice the way i see it yeah even if you're having it twice you know you really like it you know you can have it three i times. love fish you I know do. what i mean I you know it's funny fish. though i'm never i rarely if i go to a restaurant i'll have fish at home no problem I, yeah. I like to cook it but i never order at a restaurant i always feel like I'm like at a restaurant, I'm like, I'm going to order fish. I want like meat or something. Like, right. It's just That's a weird thing. True, yeah. I never really, I'm never like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go for that sea bass or that branzino or that right. tuna or that Branzino salmon. sometimes I do. The branzino. Yeah, so branzino I actually do have a question. It just um, sounds cool too. <laughs> branzino? They don't give you a lot though, I find with no, branzino. So like no. for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not And then you got to pick away at it too sometimes. Yeah, yeah you have to put the words too much. Too, yeah, too much yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to be doing that. Um, so because omega-3, like omega-3, you see it in, especially like at Costco. They have the big cans and it's good for you. So the Benefits. You said omega three and vitamin D. Vitamin D. So, what are the benefits of each? Like, why is like omega three fatty acids good for like brain function? I guess that's the extent that I know. What is like what is the benefits you get from it, and why is it so important? Right. Well, look. I mean, omega threes do a lot, right? So, what do they do? Sorry. Most, yeah. The most like fame. The most. They're most famous for being anti-inflammatory. You see that all the time, right? Because what happens is. Like I'm trying to get too scientific because I'm not even that scientific to begin with, right? <laughs> so, so basically, our, your, your your cells in your in your brain, your body, they have a bunch of a bunch of fats in the membrane. Now, th they want omega threes to be there, but your body can't make omega threes. So, if you don't eat enough, your cell membranes are not gonna have omega threes. And the omega threes, when they're in the membrane, they send anti-inflammatory messages as compared to what they call like pro-inflammatory messages. So basically you eat them and they make their way into like your cellular structure. They become like part of you essentially. You know, I'm sure there's gonna be some like PhD who's gonna say it's not quite how it is. It's close enough for our purposes. Yeah, for yeah, us, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, and I, I understood that. It makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, for, yeah, Like listen, it's for a late, like for a late people, course, right? We want like, uh, and our, yeah, like yeah. our don't, friends don't, and family. Don't get too crazy on it. Yeah, we wanna know like why we're doing it and eating it. Can't drop too much knowledge no, no, no. Just, just enough my, you know, yeah. my, my specialty man is just giving in giving info in digestible ways too you know i, yeah. keep, it at, I keep it at that level so keep it as simple is the best too it makes it easier to understand yeah when you ever, i find also like anything in life you overcomplicate it like it's 100 percent. you gotta keep it simple for everybody the simpler the better yeah 100 percent. And, and you know this is also 
Mental Health Awareness Week, I think it is. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. So what? Oh. Like I just dropped an article. Sorry, I keep using that word now. You're gonna, I'm going to use this all the time now. <laughs> I love it. it. I love it. Keep dropping it on, it on this episode. Uh, I, 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 on, and, you know, and what they found is actually increasing omega-3 intake can actually help with anxiety. Right, I didn't know that. And and you know, anxiety globally, it's like I, I'm pretty sure it's the number one mental health condition. It's anxiety and depression are both up there. Yeah. If you look at all the people in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. But you know, the most the thing is like anything you're not getting enough of is important. You know what I mean? So like magnesium, I bet you guys have seen or know someone they take magnesium, but it's not because magnesium is a super nutrient. It's because it's we're most likely to fall short in it. Because guess what? It's in magnesium, nuts and seeds. Guess what magnesium is in? Nuts and seeds and legumes. You know, I bet you, you know, people who eat well, who don't eat those foods yeah, regularly. Yeah. And then guess what happens? You can fall short of magnesium and just like vitamin D and omega threes. Are they like super nutrients? You know, if you fall short in vitamin A, guess what? Vitamin A is a super nutrient for you. So it's yeah. not like vitamin D is magic. It's like, it's just the easiest to not get enough of. So as a result, it becomes more important, but vitamin D bone health, you know what I mean? Immune health, which is obviously getting so much coverage now. Yeah. So, so that's the important thing. Going back to saying, like, it's, not, it's important to what you eat, not what you don't eat, because then, yeah. like, understanding what they eat, like, you even made a point about like leg legumes, nuts, and seeds. Personally, if my parents didn't raise me to eat like lentils, beans, and all that kind of yeah. stuff, which I hated as a kid, the way mm. they made it, I, like now it's part of my routine. And I eat it. Yeah, and like that's yeah. something you're lucky. I get. You're lucky because yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't the case for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fun, funny story. Not really funny, but <laughs> I find it funny. When I was a kid, there's a there's a way to make uh, like a lentil soup. I'm yeah. Greek, and it's like a I guess a Greek style of soup, and hated it, hated it. But I know lentils are pretty good in iron, I think, and and something like, yep. something like that. I think maybe magnesium. But my parents knew we hated it, and on Halloween every year they would make it. Like we'd have it other times, but Halloween if we didn't eat it, they make a big bowl for each of us. If we yeah. didn't eat it, we couldn't go trick or treating. That my dad. I know would, you ate it. No, I, I know you <laughs> ate the whole thing, my boy. Take notes. You can't, yeah. Take you notes. Can't, you can't I used lie. to hate it, but then I, now I love it because I knew that candy was coming after, so I yeah. shoveled it in. But I actually, yeah, like I just I, picture the the meme of Zeke. Uh, that's what <laughs> Zeke I look like. The soup. That's what I ate. Like I would just shove it down, and I'm like, okay, like we'll get the candy. But yeah, no, no. Like, um, those things that I definitely, like personally, I would definitely be deficient in if my parents didn't like force right. us to eat it as kids. Uh, so yeah. you mentioned why fish. And legumes are on that that list of those five. Okay, yep. why are the other three? Ooh, I just said four. Hundred percent. Why are the other three? Well, vegetables are vegetables. Vegetables are vegetables. Well, fruits and vegetables are. And on we there talked for, about kale. Similar and reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fruits and vegetables are on there for similar reasons. Antioxidants, like you said, mm -hmm. vitamins, minerals, and fiber. Those are the big four, right? And it's easy just to like shoot those out as just like words, but there's so much variety in antioxidant intake. There's so much variety in the different vitamins and minerals and the diff even different types of fiber that are in these different things. And, they, and your body thrives with all these different things. You know what I mean? So for example, like tomatoes have antioxidants that are good for your prostate. You know what I mean? And I so, eat a lot of tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then where other fruits and vegetables are going to have something that's going to be better for something else. Like, for example, bananas are high in what's called soluble fiber. <laughs> soluble fiber is good for lowering your cholesterol. You know what I mean? Other fruits and vegetables might not be high in that type of fiber. So this is where variety comes in. Variety is so important. So that kind of covers fruits and vegetables. And nuts and seeds, well, what do nuts and seeds give? You know, they give those, those kind of cliche healthy fats right? They contain a ton of antioxidants, okay? And the healthy fats in nuts and seeds, they help lower cholesterol too. You know what I mean? We talked about blood pressure earlier. Cholesterol, which I have in my, one, of, one of my books, my low cholesterol cookbook. Right not here. To, not to plug it or anything. Plug it. Plug away. I mean? Plug away. Drop yeah. some knowledge. No, it was to plug it. It was to plug it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Um, nuts and seeds lower cholesterol. You know what I mean? Simple as that. The, the, the actually, the funny thing is, this is just for some Toronto love. The, the guy who came up with the type of diet, called, it's called the portfolio diet, which is what my book is based on. He's a British guy who is a doctor. 
He lives in Toronto. He invented the, the diet at St. Michael's Hospital. It's called the Portfolio Diet. Okay, it's tree What's nuts. his name? Oh my God, I'm having a massive brain That's fart. That's okay, it's okay. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Man, I, I did a, I, I, pretend, I pretended to be him in a, in a food demo at school. <laughs> I'm just having a, it's going to come to me. It'll later. come back. D- Dr. Jenkins. I, I, Dr. Yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, all good, Dr. Jenkins. Funny enough, his wife is a dietitian. Really? Yeah, of all wow. the things. So he, British guy, lives in Toronto. He came up with the, this diet that is most effective at lowering cholesterol. That's so it's cool. That right? is Toronto cool. Connection, St. Michael's Hospital. That's awesome. Right? And so... Th- so these recipes in here that you put in here, are these picked based because you're your favorite? Are they put in here because of, is it a variety? Like what was the rhyme or reason you selected these these ingredients, are these recipes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, basically like for this type of book, you know, for the cholesterol book, basically the first chapter, first two chapters, it's going to teach you the principles you need to apply to lower your cholesterol. And then the recipes bring that to life. Okay. You know what I mean? Which is why the recipes are a bigger part of the book because the most important thing for people is not necessarily the knowledge, but how they're going to apply it in their daily life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I dropped, <laughs> I dropped the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I dropped the knowledge in the first chapter and then I show you how to bring it to life with the recipes. I guess it's important too, right? Because just giving somebody a cookbook, it's like, okay, here's the recipes. That, that might be good when they pick it up and they're excited off the shelf. But I think like by adding that at the beginning, explain the principles, it just, it makes it like easy for a person and gives them the habits of how to do things. Because I think one of the big things too is like when you want to try to get healthy and like whether you want to change your diet, the way you're right. active, it's building like the healthy habits, but understanding the principles of what lays the foundations. So I mean, anyone can go start picking up kale off the shelf. Right. But if you're not I understanding kale, you. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's understanding those though. principles. Yeah. So I think it's great that you lay these out for people and like understand like why... Like this is why the ensuing recipes are going to help you achieve the results that you want. hundred percent. And that goes for anything in life. If you know the reason behind what you're doing and your motivation is, is like properly justified mm-hmm. with, with your actions, it's going to be easier to change any behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah. I told this, and again, I told this on one of our recent episodes. Um, when I was so good at high school math, the basic stuff, the triangles. Yeah, I remember long, this. Yeah. yeah. When you get into the graphs and the sine and cosine and all that, not like gibberish, <laughs> I almost didn't even pass. I'm like, well, how is this practical? Right. When am I ever going to need to measure the curve on a graph? Never, yeah. never, ever. And I was terrible at it because I didn't find it practical. I didn't find any reason that I needed to know that. Yeah. I if mean, someone told me that, oh, you might get into construction one day and this is pretty useful in construction, I wow. might have paid attention. Right. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got to be like a, like a physicist or like a math Yeah, professor. engineers know that stuff. <laughs> the engineers, you know, yeah. I yeah, respect engineers. People in yeah. buildings, right? So... Of of all the diets here on on the book, so you've written six total, six, yeah, yeah. There are three of them here. What are yep. the other three? Sorry, actually, let's start with, go in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah which, right, that's gonna test. That's gonna test me, but uh, so this the low cholesterol <laughs> is the low cholesterol first. No, 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 the first one. So these three are my my, my my most recent ones, which is why I actually even have copies like on me. Yeah, yeah. Um, first one I wrote was the dash diet. Right? Yes, oh yes, sorry, dash yeah, yeah. diet. Second one I wrote is the one that actually changed how I actually live my life. I wrote a pescatarian cookbook and I actually became a pescatarian after I wrote it. Wow. Really? Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. So I've been a pesca- I've been like a pescatarian essentially for like maybe eight months or something. You know what I mean? So I've had a lot of chicken and beef in my life, but I actually literally tried, I gave pescatarianism a shot. It's been cool. It's been cool since, since okay. I started. So I wrote a pescatarian one. I love that, eh? I'm really proud of that one. I'm really, really yeah. proud of that one. Um, and then I wrote a low sodium one that you see here, the low cholesterol one, intermittent fasting one, and damn, I know what... Is that, is that, how that was many, five. That? 
Oh, acid reflux, which is a big, big thing. Wow. Acid reflux. Okay, let's talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Wait, okay, fine. I'm going to ask you about this one after. Yeah, yeah I'm big on intermittent fasting. Well, you go first. Acid reflux. So I have really bad acid yeah. reflux. So I'm the type of guy that I carry Tums around like everywhere I go. All right. If I'm going out for dinner and drinks, I've, you know I've got at least like six, tum- six Tums on me. True, okay. Because between the dinner and drinks, I, like, I can't eat and drink at the same time. Like I'm talking liquor right. or booze. I can't eat and drink without getting heartburn. It's like guaranteed. Like you're talking about going out specifically. Yeah, yeah. Or even if I cook at home too. Right. Mind you, I don't really Do cook. Do you find there's certain foods that give you heartburn? No, everything. Really? Almost everything. You might have a problem. There's a I mean, there's do you, and do you ever lay down after you eat? That's a big one too. Like so grabbing no. grabbing some food, grabbing a snack and going to kick back. I eat lying down and I never get yeah, I don't no, know. Some people can get away with it, but I wouldn't recommend it because yeah. eventually mm. most people you end up paying the price for it. Oh that. buddy, you're gonna be stuck with me in a couple of years, eh? <laughs> so uh, yeah, if that's if I can give you a piece of advice, if that's something you really do, you it may come back to get you a little bit. So basically, I, like, there's a lot of things that can tell us about that, that book, yeah. the acid reflux book. Yeah, I mean, f- I mean, what's acid, it called? Honestly, it's probably the probably the easy five ingredient acid reflux cookbook. I think that's what it's called. Okay. I'm the worst at coming up with my titles in my books. I'll be on <laughs> I'll be on Instagram story. I'm like, guys, I'm so happy. <laughs> I got announced this book. Just give me a sec. Here's the title. The titles are long. <laughs> I mean, you look at the titles; they're long. <laughs> I can't remember all. He's got the cue card. That's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? I, I, I gotta look down and then see what they are. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the easy five and green, and that's not because I'm not ex- extremely proud of them. It's just like the titles are long; I can't always remember them. You know what I mean? Anyway, <laughs> so but it depends, man. Like if you eat quick, if you eat distracted, you, you eat for sure. You yeah, quick. doesn't breathe when he eats. Yeah, but you know what? My brother eats quicker than I do, and he doesn't get acid reflux or heartburn. Nothing. I mean, first of all, it doesn't mean he'll never get it that's because true. you know what happens with acid reflux. Maybe I just got it early. You could be prone to it. Certain things can make it worse. Spicy food, alcohol, onions and garlic for some people. But eating quick, eating really, really big meals, eating like, you know, not being like engaged in the meal. So like typing here, shoving it in the food in here. You know what I mean? Eating super hot food can do it for some people. Eating super spicy food. I think I already said that. I mean, there's probably other, there's other stuff. That's interesting. Which you're gonna have to get the book if you want to learn that stuff. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, um, but the thing is like a lot of people come to me and they, 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 they have acid reflux. So I actually just wrote an article today that I put on my blog, right, about the top four medications in Canada. Acid reflux is one of the most prescribed reasons for, for one of the most common reasons for being prescribed medication. That's how really? big the problem it is. Wow. So and, I'm not uh, alone in this. This is like a no, pretty big thing. No, I think it's pretty thing. common. No. Yeah, a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, and most people will say, Andy, you know, I didn't have this two years ago, but it's kind of like it's kind of like going running and you only wear one shoe and then eventually you hurt your calf or something. Well, yeah, you know, you got away with it for two years, but now there's a price to pay when you don't, do things right because your body doesn't really care like your body works a certain way and your body doesn't care that you have a deadline to type up what you're eating like if you keep doing that probably something yeah. bad might happen you know my stomach I, just like growls like I are you paying qu- attention I have a question uh, is, does, it, does it have to do with your gut bacteria and gut biome at all or anything like that no that's a good question so i mean there's a little bit of evidence that taking a probiotic could help with acid reflux that's not like the main thing though it's not like oh you have acid reflux let's give you a probiotic yeah, yeah. there's like a little bit of evidence there and there's a little bit of evidence that this type of fiber called psyllium fiber like you guys ever seen kellogg's all brand buds yeah in the yep. store yeah, yeah. so those have psyllium fiber in them which is why on the package it says they lower your cholesterol because what psyllium fiber does it's, it's it's a type of soluble fiber which basically means it goes through your system it goes really slow and it absorbs everything on the way and it takes it out with it essentially it yeah. takes things out with it so when things go one of the big problems I have is people eat quick or they eat they eat types eat foods that digest very quickly and enter their bloodstream very quickly you know what i mean like that refined flour stuff like that so when you have something like a psyllium fiber that slows things down it gives your body time to do the work 
You know what I mean? And so that helps with everything. It helps with blood cholesterol. Sorry, it helps with um helps with cholesterol. I'll explain why in a sec. Helps with blood sugar, as you can imagine. The slower things go, the longer it takes to get into your bloodstream. Yeah. Helps with digestive health because your digestive system can do the work more easily when things are moving through at a more moderate pace. I'm gonna yeah, I'll give you a little bit of science, not too not too much, but if you ever want to know why you see all brand buds, why they lower cholesterol, why why they do that. So they so they go through your digestive tract, they absorb some fats in your digestive tract, right? And you know, eventually you basically poop them out. Mm-hmm. Then your body needs to replace that. So where does it go? It goes to your bloodstream, it takes the cholesterol of the bloodstream instead, then your blood cholesterol goes down. That's one of the potential mechanisms basically of how it works. All right. So wow. and what other what other st- foods or types of foods is psyllium fiber in? So psyllium fiber specifically is just like, is extracted from a plant. So it's only available as a supplement or added to very few foods like all brand buds. But soluble fiber, which is, a, which is a type of type of fiber that psyllium fiber is one of, is found in way more types of things. Okra, zucchini, I hate lentils, okra. tofu. Uh, what, sorry, what's okra? Okra are little, they look like little bells, like little bell peppers almost, but they it's have slimy. like hair on them. Slimy. I, slimy. That's why I hate them. That's that's so, soluble fiber. You know, I said I, I will eat anything. It's the one thing in the world I will not, I will literally eat anything in the world. I've tried anything once. Okra, I, I hate them. Right. So, I know, Rick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honestly, I'm not picky. But like, I, I, I can't I, I don't know what okra is. Okra, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're I called bamias in Greek. Anyways, I know them because they're a big, like, big in Greek culture. Like, they eat them a lot. Yeah, you I, Google Okra later. I will. Oh, I will. Uh, you will not like it. Are, wait, you see, what else? You lentils? Are, uh, lentils, else? zucchini, carrots have it. Bananas, oatmeal. So I encourage a, anyone. You Google soluble fiber and you see what comes up. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, that's the question I had. Now I'm forgetting. Um, well, you got that. Mine's completely unrelated. Oh, yeah. Emergency. So we we're talking about like immune system, immune health a little bit earlier. Is that actually good for you, or is that just a marketing hoax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Like there is like some evidence that around taking a bunch of vitamin C around the onset of, of feeling like the flu that it might help. I mean, the evidence is not super strong. You know what okay. I mean? It's one of those things is, you know, it's, it's tough to say, is it a hoax? No. Is it the most like surefire silver bullet guaranteed thing? No. no. Well, what's, ben, what's better for you having it, drinking an emergency or drinking orange juice in the morning? Well, I guess. Uh, okay, what's well, better for you is to eat a balanced diet with all the food groups in it. <laughs> fair point. Yeah, fair yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Because yeah, yeah. it used to be back in the day, like Tropicana is vitamin C because it's orange juice, and you realize how much sugar's pumped into it, and like, you know, so vitamin C is actually not something people fall short in because all it takes literally is one orange to get a vitamin C. So if you look at like <laughs> Canadians on average, if I pull a random Canadian on the street in Toronto, vitamin C is probably not their problem. Huh. What's the most common problem? Cholesterol? Vitamin D. Well, vitamin I mean, it D. depends. It depends what you're, what you're you talking also, about. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're talking about like the blood levels of vitamins, vitamin D is big. Magnesium, right? Those two are pretty big. But if you're talking about like like actual problems, well, think like the, the four reasons why people take medication are acid reflux, cholesterol, high blood pressure, and then depression. All right? So those are the, okay. those are the four most common reasons that you're going to get prescribed medication in Canada. Yeah. Right, and I've written books on three or four of those things because you know what? I didn't know depression was that high. Depression is one of the anti-anxiety yeah anti antidepressants. Antidepressants. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. I get, it's one of the most common reasons why people take medication. One again, circling back to the things you said at the beginning about like how you change your diet, you start to feel better. Right. It took you a long time to do it, and to the point of how medication or medication is prescribed so easily, and there's so much of it now because it solves or tries to attempts to solve certain problems. Right. Do you find that if more people were more cognizant of what they're eating, started with the foundations of a healthy diet, it could or would help alleviate some of these problems, like people people getting some of these problems as they got older? Like in the oh, zero, there's no question, hundred yeah. percent. 
That's the, that's the number one thing you could do yeah. is, is if you're not embracing some of the principles we talked about so far a day, you start doing it. Because the reality is, the funny thing is, you take cholesterol medication, like the function of cholesterol medication in your body is not that different than some of the foods that lower it. Like they work in a sim- similar way. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Similar but, di- like, I mean si- like similar but different so that you could do both and get like an additive effect, but it's not that different. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is the funny thing. They work on, on, on similar or like relatively similar uh, systems. So, you know? Yeah. So That's interesting though. I was like how they work. Like they're basically fighting each other, but they work on the same system. Yeah. What's well, the easy, it's kind of like the, so it's the, it's the old adage of like when it comes to anything, whether it comes to like cleaning or it comes to maintaining your car or anything, like a lot of, or what a lot of people do is they just like, it's like, what is doing something to prevent, doing preventative maintenance is I guess more of a nuisance because you have to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep yeah. doing it. And people think that that's, that's more annoying than waiting until something goes wrong and then fixing it and doing it in one shot. But really, whether it comes to like keep maintaining your car or your body or keeping your house clean, whatever it is, if you do a little bit a day, yeah, it's yeah. a lot easier and probably better for you in the oh, long run yeah. than just waiting until something goes wrong and fixing it. Waiting until something goes wrong right. and fixing it. And then at the end, especially when it comes to your health, is like, you know, your cholesterol. You you eat, you you leave something out for so long right. and they have to take medication where it's like, you know, if I ate a couple... I'm going to throw this as an example, like a banana a day kind of thing or whatever it is, like nuts a day right. would be a lot cheaper more and, and probably better for you in the long term than, than waiting and saying, ah, oh, whatever, I'll figure it out down the road when I'm old. A hundred percent. Lentils are like medicine. Like I literally tell my clients, like, you know, literally if you just put some lentils and stuff, even if they're not your favorite, like it's almost like taking, it's almost like taking medicine every day. Cause this isn't like that movie with Bruce Willis. Where you can get a new body, right? This is not like that. I remember that. <laughs> I can't remember what that one's called, but it's like, this is real life. You know what I mean? So you got to take it seriously. You know what? I'm going to have lentil soup tonight. I love lentils. There you go. I actually love some, them I have now. lentil soup. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to have it. Shout out to Christos and Anastasia. You guys are the best. Lentils. Make me some. I'll come eat them on Halloween. Do you remember your question, by the way? Well, I know, but I know this kind of segues to something else because about like people getting healthy and all that stuff. What's the one piece? That, I mean, besides like the eat a variety of things, if someone comes to you, what's yeah. the first piece of advice? Like the one thing that you would ask them or tell them like that start the foundation of the building blocks like one simple simple thing to, to change their habits i want to know their motivations because that's you have to tap into people's motivation you know what i mean is it is it themselves is it their family you know what i mean very often like i work with young adults who have just had kid and, and then and then their doctor tells them oh, oh guess what you know you're you're if you keep going on this rate you're gonna be on a ton of medication by the time you're 50 that's scary you should have a daughter son, whatever the case may be. So I'm very interested in people's motivations because that's important. Like where they're at, like what gets them going, why they came to see me, mm-hmm. why me, why now? You know what I mean? That's important. Um, so that's probably it. So it's not just about the food, it's about the individual and where they're at, you know, a little bit about like what hasn't worked for them in the past. Like how, how do they interact with food? Like have they been through the, like the spinner? You know what I mean? This diet, that diet, you know yeah. what I mean? Like has it been since they were a teenager where their moms commented on their on them their, their, their eating habits and they have all this built up stuff like I need to like that stuff will help you on how to, how to, how to work with someone how to, to talk to someone you're trying to understand their psychology as much as their behavior patterns and all that stuff so like how they think like how they're thinking about things and how they go about acting like interacting with the foods and, and like that kind of stuff and then you cater it from there or you build it from there yeah a lot of times we're, we're working working with people on, on, on changing the way they think about food you know what I yeah. mean Sometimes someone can can have a solid, solid, solid diet, but it's not quite right how they approach things. You know what I mean? And it's almost like a, you know, like kind of like a ticking time bomb. It's like they're doing really well now, but if they keep on thinking about food in this way, in this this like cut and dry way, like you know, it could be problematic later. So everyone's different, though. That's the one thing you learn when you do this. Everyone everyone's different. You know what I mean? Everyone's so different. Everyone has their own journey. 
you know, my, my journey is super unique. Your, your guys' journey is super unique. And like every other random person you're going to encounter, they have their own journey when it comes to food. Because that's one thing, like, you know what I mean? You could play sport and, and, and only you know what it's like to play ho- youth hockey in Toronto. But everyone knows what it's like to eat. We all yeah. eat every day. You know what I mean? Unless you do some like wild fasting, which I also wrote a book on. <laughs> which you know I want to I mean? ask <laughs> that. I knew that was coming, so yeah. I queued you up. For <laughs> hey. Ask your, you go first. I was just, well, we're, we're talking a little bit about your career. What's a, I guess, two questions. Why, why does someone come see you? Is yeah. it because their doctor recommends you or whatever? And the second part is, what's a typical session? I guess you call them sessions? Uh, yeah. yeah. What call, what's a typical meeting with a client look like? Yeah, yeah. okay. So I'm going to answer the first one f- first. The reality is like what I do, I help people with pretty much every what I call like low to medium risk problem about food. So if they have an issue that can be fixed by food, whether it's cholesterol, whether they want to like, you know, they want like a meal plan because they want to gain some weight, they're working out, you know what I mean? Whether they want to try like intermittent fasting, you know, whatever the case may be, whether maybe their gut health isn't right. Anything that's not super, super complicated. And what, what's super complicated? Like, oh, you have, you're on insulin, you have type 1 diabetes. Well, you need to be seen by someone who only does that. You know what I mean? There's certain issues that you should only see someone who only does that and they they spend their whole life on that, right? But I see all sorts of people. My practice is a general practice and I make sure that I can operate at a high level with my writing. You know what I mean? So obviously you write a book on a topic, you're going to be able to speak on that topic pretty damn well. You know what Obviously, I mean? Yeah. Right? And that's my that's my philosophy. So I prove to people that I can help with a bunch of issues by writing about them, by studying them. Typical session, you know, it, like, it changes from person to person. When you come in my office, I'm going to ask you, what brings you to see me today? I literally say that exactly that. And like, if they're virtual, I'll say, what brings you to see me virtually today? You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. I'm like, you know smirked I mean? a lot now. <laughs> it's, just as lame many, as, it's just as lame as it looked right do now. Do you say that to them? You're like, I've, I've been using that a lot. It's like, yeah, he's yeah. going to say it tomorrow and think of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah. I'm straight up saying I'm, 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 I'm funny like that, you know? So, um, <laughs> Andy, you are pretty funny. Yeah. I'll tell you honestly. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you check my Instagram. You see, I, the <laughs> joke, joke, jokes are a big part of, you know, humor, making, making it light, you know, because so many people... They have a, like a yeah, very you know, they, serious relationship with food y- and everything. Yeah, food food is like most people's interaction with food is this is bad, this is bad, you know, why you shouldn't eat this, why your oil is like harvested with like toxins and all this stuff, you know what I mean? And I, I like to make light of that, you know what I mean? That's not for everybody, you know what I mean? But if that's if that's for you, you probably come to see me. Yeah. Makes sense. So I want to jump back now because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a bit I'm a big proponent of intermittent fasting. Cool. Um I don't always do it properly, but I do f- there's two things that I find. Um, this is just what I've for practice. I probably should read this and I will read this afterwards because I find it very interesting. So I've been trying to, I try to do the 16, eight. Yeah. Um, I don't always make it. Sometimes I get very hungry, but I do find two things. I find that like number one, it's been the most effective for me. I tried keto. Um, when I was training for a boxing match, I did, oh, uh, nice. I, I did a keto diet. It did help me lose all the water weight, but then after I stopped it, I kind of put it back on because I found it. It's, Number one, like I love cheese. I can eat, like I eat a lot of olive oil and olives. I mean, I'm Mediterranean, but I find it's hard to sustain. Like eating that much fat is tough. Right. I find with intermittent fasting, I can still kind of eat whatever I, not exactly. whatever, but really what I want. That's why I like it. Don't yeah. feel as guilty about it. Um, like if there's days where I normally eat like a burger and fries and I'm craving it, I'll just fast a little bit longer and I don't feel like I'll eat it. My insulin spikes and I feel tired after. Right. Um, the one thing I find that for me, I notice, and maybe there's a reason to this. I find if I eat carbs at night, with my dinner, I'm hungry early in the morning. If I don't and I have like, and I eliminate carbs completely, I can last till like two, three, four, five PM the next day without having, like I don't feel as hungry. Right. Is, I mean, is there like a, a reason behind that? Is it because how fast to digest? And 
is there an approach that you recommend that's different? Like, do you tell people they can eat whatever they want for dinner or, or is it uh, a certain well, structure to it? All right. So, so I, I threw a lot at you. That one question has nothing to do with <laughs> fasting and I answer that one first and then I'll talk about Yeah, fasting. sorry. I just went on a little tangent there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is like what makes you feel full is protein and fiber, right? So like, so you're saying when you have more carbs at dinner, you don't feel, you feel more hungry in the morning. Well, could that mean that as a result, you have less protein, less vegetables, less fiber? That, that's the only explanation I can think of. Obviously, you know, I, I don't know exactly how much it differs based on what you're eating. Yeah. So that, that is one possible reason. If you don't have, maybe if you don't have carbs, you eat more, you eat more veggies and protein. So then that would make sense why you're more full in the morning. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and as it relates to to fasting, I mean, the thing is, I'm actually a, like a big proponent of fasting, but because of that, I'm extra hard on it. So, like, the biggest mistake I think people make is they think like, oh, let me let me go, I gotta do sixteen, and I gotta start at 12, 12 and stop at eight. Like that, that's not that's not the point. The point is, listen, like, how long do you go from one bite one day to your to your last bite one day to your first bite the next? Can you go a little bit longer? You know what I mean? And how often can you do it? How often do you want to do it? You know, if you're hungry, don't fast. If you're full, go a little bit longer if you want. You know, what's always most important is what you eat. Never, never the games you play with fasting, even though I like fasting. I think it's a cool tool. I think for the right person, it can improve your, your quality of life. It can, it, can, it can spice things up, make you think about your day differently. Perhaps, you know, you don't like breakfast. You know, you're, you know I used to be someone when I used to work an office job, I would wake up an hour early to, so I can eat like steel cut oatmeal and eggs before I went to work. I was like exhausted every day just so I could eat steel cut oatmeal and eggs. And I'm like, damn, what am I doing? And I'm like, uh, this, is, this, is, this is crazy. This is, what am, I, what am I even doing? So it's like, and you know what? If I did that, I guarantee you there's tons of other people who are bending over backwards to do something because they think they need to when they probably don't. Yeah. Like if you yeah. love breakfast, you should eat breakfast. You know what I mean? And there's another type of, there's, a, there's a, a vein of intermittent fasting. It's called early time restricted feeding, ETRF they call it, where you stop eating like four or five. And that's supposed to be very good for, your, for insulin resistance. So it's like a whole world. This book, the intermittent fasting book has more knowledge and science than any of my other ones. So if you want to legit read and like the recipes are, are not as important, just read that. And uh, I put a lot of, I put like a, a lot of work into the research on that. I think you'll like it. Awesome. And yeah. I'm tell, I can tell you right now, this is the first one I'm going to read. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I do. I really enjoy it. Also. Yeah. Like I prefer me at that point. I'd rather sleep in a little bit and not have to get up and eat breakfast. Like I, I actually bought a whole bag of oatmeal not long ago. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get healthy again, like do all this stuff. And like, I hate waking up early making breakfast. I like just grab a coffee, get up, start my day, drink lots of water and fluids in the morning. That's the one thing I love about intermittent right. fasting is that I don't have to wake up early to eat. Right. Because yeah. usually like a breakfast for me is either a smoothie and piece of bread or a bagel or something. Yeah, yeah. That's why at least with intermittent fasting, I don't feel bad about not like skipping breakfast. I'll just like chug a gallon of water before lunch. Yeah, and 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 then for you, the framework works. It resonates with you. It adds to your your life. Yeah, cool. You know what I mean. But what I don't want, what I don't like to see is someone who is you know you know like bending over backwards just to like fit some some like preconceived notion they have to do it this way all the time or it's like use that's not the point of, that's not the point of it the point yeah. of it is to to use it when it makes sense to your benefit and if it doesn't benefit you you can rest easy knowing that's never going to be the most important thing you do for your health yeah that's and i, and I like it right yeah. i'm saying that as someone who enjoys it yeah so, yeah the more you like something like the more harsh you have to be on it that's my view when it comes to the, like, nutrition you know that's a, that's a fair point and there's days too like i try to do it five six days a week and sunday's like kind of a cheat day but there's days i'll wake up like i know there's times i'll work out i like to do like fasted cardio i'll work out I'm like, I'm like, I feel hungry. I like kind of nauseous. I'm like, oh, I'm going to suffer all day. Like what's one day? Like I'll eat. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty lenient with it. If, or if you I like, if be. I ate That's it, the right way to do it. Yeah. That's the right way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day too, I think just even being in the habit, like when I started doing intermittent fasting, it all just puts me in the habit of like, 
you know, if I'm going to eat breakfast, not like I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat pancakes and, and like French toast. That's it. Like right. you still think about what you're eating. Okay, I'm going to eat a little earlier. Maybe I'll eat a little healthier. Maybe I'll reduce a little bit of this. So, yeah. you know, it's just, I guess it's been a little flexible, but that's, for me, it's been my favorite, I guess, diet, you would call it, or, or program. I don't know if you is intermittent fasting classified as a diet? Because you're not really like dieting. You still, uh, I wouldn't call it a diet. It's like a style of arranging your day. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the way I like, I like that. Like a style of arranging I'm very your diploma- day. I'm very diplomatic like when it comes to food <laughs> because, you know, so many people see so much harsh stuff out there. Yeah. And, like, you know, it, it affects their life badly. So, like, I try and keep it Try and keep it neutral. And and yeah, like I said, I mean, it's a cool thing if you like it, but don't ever think that you have to do fasting to to be be healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like the icing on the cake. It's the icing on the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? So you got the Dairy Queen cake and you know, you want the lettering (laughs) in with your name on it. That's fasting. You know what I mean? The cake (laughs) has the icing already. Don't talk about cake too much. I'm going to get Dairy Queen after this now. What's the longest you've ever fasted? Honestly, uh, for me, like some people who are like, you know, the quote unquote biohackers, they're going to go one or two days. They're really into it. For me, I love eating. I'll yeah. never go a day without eating. So the longest I've ever done, probably 22 hours. I don't do, I don't do that anymore because I caught myself getting too much, like caught, sucked in. You know what I mean? And that's the downside. Like, you, you know, you need to eat. You got, you got to get your nutrients in. You got to fuel yourself, especially and the more active you are, the more you got to fuel yourself. So it's very, you got to be careful until you get too sucked in. You get know too I mean? gamified, they get too cut up. Like, let me go an extra hour, extra hour, extra hour, and it yeah. gets a little bit crazy, eh? Yeah, I got into doing one meal a day for a bit, but I don't do that anymore. Is it hard? You know what I mean? I mean, no, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like, yeah, okay, it's hard. It's 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 you know, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I did it for a bit last summer. I played around with it. It got it got into this thing where I I think it was more than it probably should have been, and I stopped doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that should be a cautionary tale. You know, even for someone like myself who's so engaged in this world, it's like, you know, there there's downsides to stuff. And, and and fasting has some cool strengths of some cool science, but it's not all fun and games. Like you gotta be you gotta be careful. It's not for everyone. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Very cool. You know, man, it, I think it's really cool that you've kind of done this, touched on different different things. And it seems like all of these have, you know, they all have a different obviously theme that's easy to say but they kind of still tap into something where it's like focusing on reducing health it's not just okay here's a cookbook with cool recipes and here's a cookbook right. with this they all kind of try to improve quality of life for someone with either some kind of lifestyle or some kind of problem they're trying to get over which is which is really cool i think this is this is awesome um i guess one of my next questions i, I know we're kind of nearing the end here but like is there one you have on the horizon or something that you're planning on writing next something in the works right now yeah i mean I got, i've got two in the works Nice. So two, they're they're in a similar vein to these ones. They're gonna just deal with common issues. So I got two more coming. I mean, I would love to, you know, I, w- I would love to write a book on nutrition and mental health. Like maybe like do my own thing with that, or or see if someone will pick that up. Because a friend of mine, I'm gonna shout him out because I show him every opportunity, you know. But unfortunately, he passed away. So it's all, it's kind oh, of grim. Sorry. He passed away. He he studied um he studied mental health um and in like nutritional world. He passed away a few years ago, and uh, his name was Josh. Awesome dude. Um, and he's a big a inspiration show. for me. And I would love to write a book kind of dedicated to him on mental health nutrition. So uh, that maybe down the line, I'll write that. So we'll see. That'd be sick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. nice. Um, I had one more actually before we before we start to wrap up. What about water? We didn't touch upon water. I'm a big believer that water is like the key to life. Life, honestly. Basically. We are basically water. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on water? Give us... Drop some knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One last time. A lot of people don't like drinking water. That's the first thing. I think it's you know insane. What I, mean? I have to. It's one, uh, For me, it's become one of my biggest peppies to have like a dry mouth or like feel dehydrated. Right. I have to. I carry a, this or a big Nalgene with me everywhere I go. Right. I can't not have yeah. water. I, I think I need to drink more because even myself, I get caught up. Like I'll have a cold brew in the morning 
And then like, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm not going to drink again till my next coffee. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got you to gotta be careful. I mean, basically like how it works is, you know, you're, how much water you need it depends on, on like how big you are. You know, the, the bigger you are, the more body, water you need. It's like milli, milliliters per kilogram. You know what I mean? There's, there's a number for that. And then how much do you, you work out? You sweat? Well, guess what? You lost water. You're going to need to drink more. You know, water, enough water is important, you know, good for your skin. It's good for your digestive tract. It yeah. helps you clear toxins, helps you go to the washroom, both. You know what I mean? Everything. Yeah. Um, during so. quarantine, I'll tell this little story quickly. My, yeah, me and my mom and my dad were having competitions to see who can drink the most amount of water. Right. Like throughout the day. It's a weird competition. It was just like, we knew it, it was good for us. <laughs> we know it's good for us and we weren't drinking a lot of it. And when you're stuck at home, it's not like it's hard to drink water, but you, know, you just don't think about it. Right. You're working. We were working out, watching movies and whatever. So we started, we'd, every day we'd get a piece of paper and just write down every time you finish your bottle of water. Right. And we were trying to drink like probably seven or eight. No, I was doing like 10, 12. Right. Water bottle. So you think about that, it's 10 to 12, that's five to six liters of water a day. We're talking about 500 milliliter bottle. Yeah, 500 okay. milliliter bottle. Yeah. So I was feeling great. I was, my pee was clear, if that's weird to say. I don't know. Yeah, it should be. I mean, that, that, be, that's right? a lot of water. There's like, you, there's going to be downsides. So you get to drink too, too much because it can dilute they you too add, much. Yeah, you yeah. know, and, 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 but and, I Googled it. I think they said it was like, for a man my size with like my levels of activity, I can do up to like 10 liters. Or yeah. Something. That's a smart thing to do. It's just that's, like, that's like tough. That. Like 10 liters of water in a day is I probably drink tough. around that. I wake up a couple times tonight. 10 liters? Probably. One of these is, I think, a liter, and I fill this up. Sorry, one of those is about a liter. My Nalgene was about two liters, and I'd fill the Nalgene up. The Nalgene I'd fill up like four-ish times a day. I drink a lot of water. I wake up in the middle of the night at least once every single night. Right. Wow. Well, yeah. by that, that's probably not like a, a great thing. You probably don't. No, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I drink more than I do because I'm, like, I'm just running, working. I do drink more now. Um, and yeah, it's, it's annoying. Like, yeah. Like lately, yeah. Do, you have one do, of, do you have one of those water belts when you run? Like water the belt belts. where you hold the little tiny water yeah. belts? When I go long, long runs, yeah. If I go over, if I'm over 20 kilometers, I have to bring water with me. Like the, you wear the little belt? It's a Nike little, one, yeah. I have it in my closet, two Nike bottles in the back, or I have a handheld one. Oh, uh, you have a handheld one? Yeah. Too? Yeah, I have to. I, like, man, when you're running that much, if you run, yeah. like, if you're running a half marathon race, there's water stations. Yeah, yeah. So you can, like, replenish. If you run, like, 21K, you're not drinking water, you burn, like, me, I run pretty slow and I burn like 2,000 calories on a run that long. Yeah, so like, yeah. I, like athletes will, will like weigh themselves before and after training. And if they lost too much weight, that means they didn't hydrate properly. Because I think it's about, if you lose more than 2.5% of your body weight, like, don't quote me on that, something like that, you actually start to decrease your performance, oh, right? Wow. Because you're losing water. You're not losing other, other stuff when you're, yeah. when you're training, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a real thing. All right, yeah, go. I drink a lot of water. Good. Facts. Right. I uh, guess, uh, right? Yeah. Go. Yeah. You know what, Georgia? You you go. What you want to start? Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the point. As Ricky like to say, we start to wrap up. So we're the thing. No, I'm kidding. I'm just being facetious here. But um, Andy, this has been honestly a real pleasure. Um, we haven't had someone come on to talk about food and, and the health and like healthy lifestyles and all that stuff. I mean, we've had people in the fitness space, but right. uh, it's really cool to, to see the diet side because. Uh, you know, there's always that adage people say like abs aren't made in the in the gym; they're made in the kitchen. Yep. I guess right. So, uh, thank you for dropping knowledge on all of us. And, Thanks uh, for having me, guys. It was awesome. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, we we'll look forward to seeing the other two books. We'll definitely dig into these. And uh, when we wrap up, I'm sh you might know this. We have two questions we ask at the end. Nope. Um, Wait, you do know him or don't? Um, no, I, I, uh, he's I never made it to the no, end. No, no. Another guest has made it. But I'll tell you right now, like I don't make it to the end of any podcast because I'm the type of person. If there's two minutes left, three like, minutes yeah, left, yeah, four minutes good, left, yeah. I go to the next one. Yeah, yeah no, fair enough. Fair enough. But we are on friends. Don't know uh, actually, we had one recently that made it to the end because she messaged us to get a sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, we have to get a sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta mail that out. So our first question that we ask is: If there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? 
Um, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Jim Cavazil, the guy who who was in the, the Count of Monte Cristo, because that's my favorite movie. That's oh, a that's a movie. sick. Yeah, it's my favorite movie. I don't think he looks a damn thing like me. Some no, but it doesn't need to. But but it's your movie. That, that's it's your my life. favorite movie. I'm gonna pick him. Yeah, yeah. That is a, that's gr- a wow. Sick I used one. to. I remember it's one of the only books I've I've read because I'm a writer. I don't read a lot. That's one of the only books like. You know, I'm exaggerating a bit. It's one of the only books I've read more than once. To put it that way, do you find uh, is the the movie do a good part uh, portrayal of the of the book, or is the book better? I mean, the book is like two thousand plus words, right? It's like an epic story of like revenge and redemption. So, like, you know, the movie wait two thousand words for books a lot. Two thousand pages. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. I was gonna like two thousand yeah. words is like an essay. Like two thousand pages. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. This is a very important subject to me because this is my favorite movie, and I take it very seriously. <laughs> what they like, what they downplay in the movie, of course, just from practicality purposes, is like the time he spends in the jail with the old man, like the self learning he yeah, gets yeah. there is is much more. It's way too quick in the movie. It's like he's in and out. Like you like can't 10 appreciate the suffering, yeah. right? So. And yeah. they do a, it's a lot longer within the book of the caption what he goes through. Yeah? There's a lot more going on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has to be, right? Because that's the whole thing. He comes out a totally different dude. So obviously yeah. that's not going to happen overnight. You have to truly like go through it, right? Oh, I want to so. watch that now. Oh, do you know I think I'm going to watch, watch, yeah. watch tonight. I used, oh, I used to love that movie and I haven't seen it in a long time. I think it might be. Done. Yeah. That's it doesn't matter, doesn't matter where it's at. You got to get it. Amazon Prime, whatever you They're throwing him off the cliff and I'm like, man, he's in the bag. How's he going to get out? And he snags the key right up. So crazy. That's my favorite film, my favorite book. That's a really good one. Oh, that was a great answer. Yeah, that's We've never had that. I don't know if, yeah, that's a unique one. Last question. If you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? Um, Honestly, I would just start start sooner like don't don't wait to like you know do what you got to do i don't know like the only i don't know if i think about my, my regrets in life i mean what i'm doing now i love what i do you know what i mean i know you guys were on the last pod you guys were talking about that right like different how you end up in different careers this and that but for me the only thing i would do differently is i would have everything i'm doing i would have started earlier i would have pursued it earlier easy to say easy to say now but yeah that's what i would say very I like cool it. Uh, i like it uh, well, we appreciate you coming on and dropping the knowledge on us. If people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Yeah, I would say go to Instagram, my website, Andy the RD. So A-N-D-Y-T-H-E-R-D.com. That's my Instagram. I do a lot of like fun jokes on there, kind of like fun jokes, but combined with real knowledge. So make it light, but also like show you that here, here's the science, here's the info. So yeah, Instagram and my website. That's where you find Perfect. me. Yeah, we'll share everything awesome. in the uh, in the bio. And again, like Georgie said, looking forward to seeing those uh, those new books. And we're yeah. definitely gonna crack into these ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Appreciate right. it. Was. Right. Appreciate it. If you made it to the end again, hit the subscribe button. Give us a like, review, comment, all that fun stuff. And until next episode, peace. Peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every I got alone no one thing You're not alright, I'm not alright